0: The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC, all rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Mattson. Welcome back to Building Blocks of Success. Last session, we had a great time talking about really developing areas of our life for goals. We talked about the difference between a goal and a dream. Most importantly for most of us, we have to find out what our goals and how important they are to us. We talked about those individuals that had a goal and have a plan and review the goals, out earn people who don't have any goals by nine times over the lifetime. It is absolutely epic to have goals. That's the things that get us up in the morning. Those are the things that drive us to become better than we are today. Yet when we look at goals, last time we talked about what I thought is one of the easiest ways to do goal setting is really just take a look at the eight areas of your life and just dump everything that you would ever want to have in those areas down on a piece of paper and then go back, prioritize it, put some timestamps to it, and then start putting your smarter goals around it. We talked about that process. And that process is something that I do with clients for the last 30 years. And it's really interesting to find out that how strong people are in certain areas of the life with goals and how specific they are, and laser focused they are, but you go into other areas of the life, it's very gray and cloudy. And sometimes that's the reason they don't feel balanced is, is that they're very monofocused in what they're doing. Now, other people are monofocused in what they're doing, but that makes sense because of where they are and or what they're trying to achieve. So they have a pivot, it's a flow, right? So they may be very focused on work right now, knowing that's what it needs for the next six to eight months. And then they're going to go back into the the health side, for instance, right? So there is an ebb and flow to all of this as we start to go through it. But today I wanna spend our time really taking a look at, now that we have an idea of what we want, the real question becomes is how do we get it? I mean, now that I understand that I wanna do X, what's my plan to get X? And I want to share with you, it's not an overly complicated process, but many of us make it very difficult. Um, I'm sure you've seen on social media, they're around everywhere. You can see it on many different platforms. Um, The visual concept of a teacher or a consultant bringing in basically a jar and he has or she has three other jars sitting in front of it. And you have large rocks and then you have pebbles and then you have sand. And the teacher goes ahead or the consultant says, all right, well, which one do I put in first? And through the exercise, they notice that if they put the sand in first and then the pebbles on top of it, there's not a chance that you're going to get the, the major rocks into that jar. And just like many of us, we focus on the details. And we always forget the big picture. Then you can visually see how they put the large rocks in first. Then they put the pebbles in next and they move the pebbles around and the pebbles will fall into and around the rocks, and then they put the sand in last, and the sand will gradually fill in any open cracks. So yes, you can put in the large rocks, you can put in the small, the medium, small rocks, right? And then the sand, it'll all fit. The question is the order in which you do it. So let's take a look at how to understand that as we look at goals, it's not all the same. There's large rocks, there's medium pebbles, and there's sand that we have to do. The large rocks are our objectives. Those are things that we're trying to accomplish. And our pebbles or our smaller rocks are what we call benchmarks. Those are things that on the way to the larger rocks, these are things that need to be done. Maybe it's a benchmark of time. Maybe it's a benchmark of competency. Maybe it's a benchmark of results that you're looking for. But it basically says, hey, you're on track to get there. A pebble also could be, is something that you need to do either learn or competency or getting out your comfort zone to achieve and to have part of your repertoire so you can achieve the larger rocks. So we have to break these things down. And I'm sure heard you've heard the saying in the past, right? You can't eat an elephant in one bite. So the key to this is understanding what you want, then how do you break it down to small bite-sized pieces, that those bite-sized pieces are something that you can control. So I want you to realize, that we talked about this quite a bit in the past, that having a goal and a dream is very different. And a, a dream is something that you want, and a goal is something you're going to get. And when you look at those differences, it's, it's about a plan, and it's about executing the plan. So when we take a look at our ability to even do goal setting, and we talked about this the other time, but I really want to spend a second on it right now, it's vitally important. It's the words that we choose to use have a huge impact also in our ability to achieve certain objectives. So for instance, do you saying things like, it would be nice if I had more money next year. It would be really nice if I started to save for X. Hey, I wonder if I could actually reduce my credit card. What would life be like if I could actually hire two more people versus I'm going to do X to accomplish Y so I can hire two people, which in turn will increase this to get me here. Are we actually making commitments to ourselves? Are we using words like, I will, I'm going to? Or are we using words like, I'll try? So make sure that as you put your own goals in place, be really very apparent to the words that people use around the actions in their objectives. Are they actually making commitments subconsciously to themselves or are they actually leaving the door open so when they fail or it doesn't happen, they don't have to take ownership. So let's take a look at this big old thing that we have It's taking a large plan into a small plan. So anytime that you look at an objective, one of the easiest things to do is you break it down into halves and then to quarters. Then each of those quarters, you say to yourselves, okay, what has to be accomplished to get there? So for instance, let's take someone that I got on a social media platform, sent me a, a, a note, and it was something as easy as, in their mind, and they've been struggling with this for a long time, so it wasn't easy, but on paper, it seems easy. This individual wanted to gain 20 pounds, for whatever reason is not relevant right now, but they wanted to gain 20 pounds. And they've been struggling for three or four years to gain weight. So as we started looking at the 20 pounds, we broke it down to, okay, you need to gain 10 pounds in the next basically six months, and you need to gain five pounds, right, every three months, which basically comes out to about a pound and a half a month. So we have benchmarks, which are basically scorecards, and these are small pebbles that Six months is 10 pounds, three months is five, and then every month and a half thereafter is to is, be a month and a half, if everything's linear. Then we ask the questions of, okay, well, what has to occur for you to gain consistently a pound and a half a week, or basically X amount of pounds per month? Then we start taking a look at the amount of calories that was being intaken. In The What was being eaten? The amount that was being eaten? The order in which was being eaten? Because to gain the weight we need to have proper nutrition. So to gain the weight, we need to have the right stuff going in. Also to gain the weight, we also have to make sure that the body is being well hydrated. Also to gain the weight, we have to make sure that the person's getting enough sleep. Also to gain the weight, we have to make sure the person's exercising and exercising correctly in recovering correctly. So when we look at these benchmarks at what they have to do, and you take a snapshot and you make it smaller in time, it becomes a little more clear what has to happen. So this person needed to go to bed at 10 o'clock every day, not 1230 in the middle of the night. Now to go to bed at 10 o'clock and at 1230, they also had to readjust what they were doing between 10 and 1230, because it wasn't just watching TV. So one part was they had to go to bed earlier. The second part is they had to start to eat healthier. Uh, Eating healthier also meant to take away things that were in the house that shouldn't have been there. So not only did they have to buy the right food, but they had to change their habits on eating out and making sure when they got home, they actually made the food. So on paper, this is pretty easy, but doing it's the hard part. So they had checks and balances of making sure that when they came home, this individual, that they had dinner at the house six nights a week. Now, because of time and restraints, a roadblock was they wouldn't have the opportunity to do that every night when they got home from work. So they spend their Sundays cooking basically three or four meals that they had the ability to utilize during the week. That was their solution to fix that problem. So as you have these benchmarks, these things that you need to accomplish, it's not uncommon to have, okay, now what's gonna hold me back from doing that? So to achieve this benchmark, what do I need to do? What do I need to be better at? What do I need to stop doing or start doing that I'm doing currently? In order to do that, what has to happen? So if you just keep asking yourself the same two questions, you can break down a goal to pretty small minutia. So this individual found themselves sleeping better, eating better, hydrating better, feeling better, which in turn kept the momentum going. What about sales, for instance? So sales is kind of an easier part in some respects, especially if you're in commissions or you have some type of bonus structure. Makes it easier. If you do X, you get Y. If you get Y, you earn blank. But whenever we look at this area, we also have to take a look at the ability to really have, remember, we talked about smarter goals, right? Got to be really specific. You can't just say, I want to see more people. You have to be very specific on how many people you need to see and the type of people you need to see. Specifics, very important. Also has to be measurable, meaning that are you actually measuring it? Because without measuring it, how do you know if you're on track or not? And the people that typically don't measure are the people that don't want to know what the results are. that's, That's not a good indicator. The other piece is, is that it has to be obtainable. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So when you're looking at your goals and you say to yourself, okay, I want to have very specific goals. And your goal should be, it should go personal first, then business, then sales, then behavior. Let me give it to you again. When you look at your your goals and you're in sales, what do you want personally? That takes money historically. So when you look at, hey, I want to save for a new house. I want to reduce my debt. I want to have time with my children. Great. Well, what kind of income do you need to have to have the time with your children? And then how do we reverse it and then take more time off, right? So it does come back more times than not to money. So when you look at what you want to accomplish in your personal life, you want a new car, you want to save money, you want to put money aside for a house, you want to start to put money aside for your retirement, whatever is your personal goals, it could be something as easy as I want a new suit, or I want a new dress, or I want to go on a vacation, that's fine, short-term goals. What are they? To accomplish those personal goals, what kind of financial rewards do you need to, what kind of financial banking do you need to have? And to accomplish that number, what type of production do you need to do on the the business side? So you have personal goals. I want to save X amount of dollars for, for instance, another house or a house, my first house. Well, to earn that kind of income, I need to have these type of production. That's business goals. And to have those type of business goals, I mean, gross sales of X with this type of product, this type of mixture, whatever your company calls for. But to accomplish those business numbers, you're gonna have to have sales numbers. So we're gonna go from personal goals are connected to your business goals. You accomplish your business goals, you will get your personal goals met. To accomplish your business goals though, we have production, that's results. And those are called sales goals. Sales goals are really important and that's another measuring stick. But then we have to go from sales goals down to your behavior. Because remember, all goals must be converted to your daily behaviors because behavior is what you can control. We're talking about control, right? Attainable, measurable, and specific. So let's take a look at someone hypothetically and the numbers are not relevant, but I'm just gonna use easy math for instance. Some of these numbers may be uh, a bit high in your eyes. These others, these numbers may be dismally low, but again, it's for an example. Individual uh, in this example that I'm going to be using was just last week when I was talking to them on a, they were a member of a team. For them to do two things that they wanted to accomplish personally, they had to Bring in and produce one hundred and fifty thousand dollars at work. So their business goals was one hundred and fifty thousand. To do that, one hundred and fifty, they have thirty thousand are reoccurring, which means they have to bring in one hundred twenty of new business. That's one hundred twenty thousand of brand new sales. Well, to do one hundred twenty thousand of brand new sales, if if their sales cycle and their world was linear, that's sixty thousand every six months. That's 30,000. They need to do obviously in a quarter. So when we look at it, it's $10,000 of new sales per month. Now, that's the business objectives. Right? So we're looking at 10 sales. That 10 sales generates 120000 excuse me, $10,000 worth of, of revenue per month. If they do 10,000 per month, that's 60,000 sem- semi annually to 120 annually. So now we have down our first benchmark, which is 10,000 a month. Now we're going to go over to sales. So let's convert that to now sales goals. We have a total revenue of 10000 In this person's world, to generate $10,000 worth of revenue per month, they need to generate six sales. Well, let's take a look at this. That's based on their average um, uh, commission and et cetera. So mathematically, it comes out to six sales. For them to generate six sales, they need to present right? To generate one sale, they need to present to two people. So that's a 50% close ratio. Not saying it's good or bad, but for just the sake of discussion. So if they need to present to two people to get one of them to say yes, but they need six people to say yes over a course of the month, then in essence, we have to turn around and say that we need to present to 12 people, okay? So I have to present to 12 people to get my six sales. Well, if I'm looking at it that way, and in this type of revenue source, this type of scenario, this individual needs to turn around. And in their scenario, what they have to do is get those 12 presentations. They get the 12 presentations, they're going to get the six sales. That's because of their closing ratio. But for them to get those presentations at the level they need to have they, they need to turn around and say, okay, if I say f- five hellos, five introduction, five discovery calls, I'll get one of them to a presentation. So all of a sudden, if they do the math, that's 60 hellos to get to 12 presentations to get to six sales. Well, when we start to look at that, that's basically 15 appointments per week. That's basically three a day of new business. As we started looking at this and the individual was looking at their numbers, they started turning around saying, okay, I have to do basically three a day. I said, yep. Now those new business appointments are going to either be current clients or brand new clients. So this individual was a two to one ratio, meaning that two of those appointments are going to be current clients and one was going to be a new client. The current clients were much easier. You dial the phone three times, you get one on the telephone, you get to see them. So in essence, this individual made six dials per day, they would book the number of appointments they need to do for the current clients. So that one was easy. And that's an important benchmark, the six dials. So now we have one of our benchmarks is they need to have X amount of presentations and X amount of first meetings per week from current clients. To get that objective, then you make a dial. They make a dial, they have a conversation. A conversation is an appointment set. So how many dials do you need to make to get the number of appointments you need? That is what you have to control on a daily basis. That's your behavioral plan. So now we take a look at the current, right? So they need to do six dials per day to get the current clients to hit that metrics. Well, what do we have to do to get one new appointment per day from new clients? That leads us to our sourcing wheel, which is where are they gonna come from? So whenever you look at your goals, you break it from personal goals down to business goals, down to sales goals, down to behavior. And this one individual figured out that if they did basically four things per day, they were gonna be okay. They needed to dial the phone six times to the current clients. They needed to dial the phone 20 times to new people. They also needed to ask for a referral a day. They also needed to have lunch with a center of influence to keep the relationships going, to get names to call for new clients. So this individual, if they did their six dials to currents, 20 to new, asked for a referral and had lunch or breakfast every day with a center of influence, they would achieve their behavior goals. They did their behavior goals. They would hit their sales goals. They hit their sales goals. They hit their business goals. When they hit their business goals, they hit their personal goals. So what we want to do is have the ability to take anything that's big, take anything that is a larger goal and break it down to bite-sized pieces. So ask yourself, what does a halfway marker look? What does halfway of that look like? To achieve that, what are the things I need to accomplish to get there? And then break those down to behaviors. Always take a look at how do you take a large elephant and make it bite-sized pieces? So this is one way to take a look at how to take larger goals and break them down to bite-sized pieces. The next episode, we're going to be taking a look at how to learn how to win. In today's world, so many of us have set ourselves up for failure by making these goals on paper when we know deep down inside we can't reach them, and we start blindly following them. So in the next episode, let's take a look at how we can learn how to win. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Mattson.